The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who go on this town Welcome to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. I apologize to Alex right away for stepping on his foot and with his feet. With Good his start. Open toe sandals. With, you know, I don't know. It's Arizona. So welcome to the show. We've got Alex Clancy in the studio. Deborah Debris. We have a lot to talk about. we got football. First week of football. We can start off by that with the Denver Broncos and the Baltimore Ravens. We'll get into that. We'll get into a little college football. Big game coming up with the... Uh, Texas A&M and Alabama game, um, which I'm starting to think Texas A&M has a chance. We uh, <laughs> talk a little bit baseball and the NASCAR. That's briefly, briefly. Is winning everything? I mean, I know you guys don't know, Alex don't know about NASCAR, but is winning is starting to be everything. And we'll get into that later on the show. 888-346-9144. You want to call in, don't call in on this first segment. <laughs> sometimes later yeah sometimes later we yeah. first segment we just you know it's more bs than anything we we get <laughs> loose we got to get the cold out of our voices the wiping we, up the eyes put the sexy the, in my voice put the sexy in your voice uh, you got all day to do that <laughs> sports illustrated article too that's coming out the five-part article on uh dirty game? oklahoma state <clears throat> it's that's why i want to know it's winning everything you know guys are you know they, they've taken some enhancements uh, allegedly, and <laughs> well, en- enhancement, money, girls, um, you name it. So every normal recruiting uh, thing right. that goes on in most colleges. That yeah, happens. This is, yeah, but this has gone on, not just recruiting. This has gone it's on from a prostitution ring. 2001 to 2011. They've been looking into it, and they've got people with names um, stating exactly what happened, including booster clubs that are uh, in the locker room and on the buses and every place else giving some... Uh, Really warm handshakes that have to uh, well, well, have money in it. Let's stay right there. Then. Uh, let's stay right there for college first, and we we'll we definitely will get into a football because we got a lot of football, uh, a lot of exciting game, excitement games. We want to know from the fans out there who uh, you call in again. The number is eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Being recruited, and there we've heard talks. We've we've heard uh, you know around the water fountain about colleges giving eighth graders, tenth graders. Scholarships already. I'm talking about eighth grade and eighth grade haven't even been in high school yet, um, and they've given. What is it? Is is it dirty to do that, or is it? Does it make sense? Is is, is it more branded than anything? Because when when the big time Nikes and Adidas started giving these guys and literally all the free equipment, because all you see is the Adidas, all you see is the Nikes. So when these guys do become superstars or when they do decide to choose a school they choose a school who wears nike and and that happens they choose a school who wears adidas but then on the recruiting when you're coming out of high school and you go on these recruiting trips there are hostesses that first of all they hound you they harass you they call you every day 
uh, asking you, are you getting closer? You coming? Can't wait to see you. Can't wait to get you on a campus, show you around, all that nonsense. And that's just the talk on the phone. But when you get there, a whole lot of other stuff goes on. Mm. Then you have your host, who's probably someone on the football team, who has about five to thousand dollars in his pocket to show you around campus, and it makes it, it make you seem like, wow, this is how they treat you when you get here. You get to the college, and, and, and the guy, the host says, whatever you want, just let me know. I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. That's almost like it was his money, but it's the university's money. Um, and I've never been a part of host. I've never, I haven't, I've hosted some guys, but I've never had. I went to the University of Kansas, so I didn't have the money in my hand to say I got it from a college. I couldn't. I can honestly say I didn't get that money from the university to host a guy that was illegal. But is it by all means necessary, any means necessary, to get these guys in here to do whatever it takes to make sure they have a good time so they choose the university of such and such? Well, what's interesting, I think, is this uh, five-part article that's going to be coming out in Sports Illustrated um, goes beyond just the recruiting aspect. It goes to the actual playing of the game every week and you know, paying the guys, whether it's through um, bonuses, um, so much for tackles if you do it behind the line, so much for sacks, uh, you know, that type of thing. Certainly not the uh, dirty plays, but making the plays. Um, they also had, you know, boosters that are giving direct payments. Again, if they're in the locker room, they're on the buses, they're all the places that coaches typically don't like anybody but the team and the coaches. And uh, they're giving these handshakes that happen to have cash in them when there's been a good game. And depending on where you are in the team and what position you play, the, the money is different. Um, so they're teaching them that, you know, play better, make more type of thing at that young age. Um, and then the phantom jobs that they have as well, that they're paying them for jobs like fishing and watching well, TV. And yeah, it's a summer job. You you, yeah. you you work with the dealership who's went to the unit, who owns the dealership, went right. to the university of such and such. Whether you show up or not doesn't matter. Right, your checks yeah. and checks. Alex, um, and what was the, where was the um, what was the basketball show with the Shaquille Penny Holloway all the blue chips, oh, blue chips. Is it, it has to be by any means necessary because you get those guys. Is it more the university or is it more the uh, coaches with the pressure that, that the boosters put on these guys to win? Or is it just winning, period? I mean, it, it, the NCAA, are, they're geniuses because you can't do this, but you also don't pay the players. Right. So they get you from both ways. This happens, in my opinion, in every major. I mean, and I'm going to knock. I, obviously, there there isn't information out about all of them, but... Every every couple of years, it comes out that a major that a major college, major uh, football basketball program will come out with this kind of stuff, and like it happened with USC most recently with all the sanctions. And is the NCAA really only cares about in the forefront putting a good product on the field, so people will watch, some more media dollars will come in, some more jerseys will get sold, and all that stuff. Now, what's the difference between this? And Oregon building a $65 million new uh, new facility. So that's their recruiting practice. So it's not dirty. They just show them this is what you can have right. if, you, if you come to Oregon. You get to wear Nike. You get to wear 14 different jerseys in a year. You get to keep all these when you leave. You know, and the girls and all that stuff will come after. So it's the th- shiny object, no matter what you call it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they put all this in. So the, it's uh, money now or money later. It's yeah. money now or the facility later for Oregon. I don't yeah. know what the difference is. With the and where did the sixty five million dollars come from? Like all of these things are kind of swept under the rug, and they're different recruiting practices. And Oregon decided to do it in a quote unquote non dirty way, but who knows? I mean, and if this is Alabama or LSU, this comes out after the first word, not ten years after. 
Right, and you put all this in a in a young kid's face. He's he's probably eighteen years old, and then if if you can't reach the um, parents, and first of mm-hmm. all, uh, college recruiters, uh, head coaches, they cater more to the mother than the father. You well, betcha. What they, what Go they, for the emotion. Oh yeah, what they tell the father mm-hmm. is your son will play when he will play. Right. Who, who knows? Mm-hmm. But the father thinks his son is good enough uh, to play right away. Coach tells your father your son will play. Right. What he does to the mother is. Your son will have a place to stay. Right. He'll be comfortable. He right. will eat every day, three meals a day. We'll take care of him we'll, like you. We're, exactly. We're going to cradle him, hold his hand. We're going to be so good to him. And then yeah. the mother who doesn't know anything about mm-hmm. sports argues with the dad and said, well, he's going to this school. And the dad only thinking about, well, he has to play football because what they do as far as the marketing ability at right. the university, big universities we talk about all the time, and then the NFL is that my son's going to the NFL. Right. Well, he hasn't even finished college yet, but he's good enough exactly. to go to the NFL. And it, And at the age of 18, a child does not, and that is a child yet at the age of 18, they don't have the ability to make decisions. I mean, their brain is not even formed enough to make proper decisions at that point. So they're being pulled and pushed and tugged based on the emotional aspect of what they may or may not get and fitting in and blending in and those type of things because they want to be part of something. It's just a natural human you know. And it's huge business. Cater to you know you got to know who to cater to, uh, the mother or the father, and how right. to do it depending on what the, who the school is, what the school right. is doing, where the direction they're leading. And the the issue really comes with the middling players that need to fight for positions. We're not talking about the blue chip five star players because they know they're going to play. They can choose where they where they want to play, and if the mother, father, whatever. They know that they're going to be the starting quarterback, the starting defensive tackle, the starting defensive whatever. It, it's the guys that the need. That then are going to be the second string that actually need to try that need to look for their the best situation for them and sometimes money this Oklahoma State thing because they're not looked at as the upper echelon. I mean, Justin Blackman had a good year recently. I mean, but besides that, I mean, Barry Sanders way way back when Thurman Thomas. <laughs> well, Thurman Thomas too. Yeah. yeah. So it, again, if this is Alabama LSU, this wouldn't even be an issue because everybody wants to go there. Yeah. They don't need to get paid to go there. Uh, on on visits and, and, you and know, with hosts and whatever, and I think it depends on what position you play because every school has a a, a position where they cater to. If you're a running back, you want to go to a team to run the football. The schools just pound pound the ball. Uh, I would look at Oklahoma State as a you know they had some running backs come out of there, but that's more of a receiver school. You they've had some receivers come out of that, out of that uh, university. Uh, you probably can find one every year. It's just. Um, when, it, when it's all said and done, in my opinion, I, I go back to what the NCAA does. It, Alex makes a good comment. Or doesn't do. Or do, doesn't yeah. do uh, to protect themselves. They covered up so much. As long as the money is being piled up, we got to finish where we take our piece of the pie first before we start finding everybody. Then we make them pay us for getting in trouble. Then we we, we find, we, we put a, a uh, suspension on them. And the NCAA just get more. Yeah, it's a win-win. Money. It's yeah. a win-win. It's I mean, you can take away scholarships, you can take away all these things, you can look like the like the governing force, but you also won't give these kids any sort of inch to be able to make any money on their own. I mean, wow. look at this, and then look at Johnny Menzel. Which one's worse? I would think this one's worse. Right. So maybe it'll put everything into perspective at a certain point. Maybe after ten more colleges get popped and these people start signing autographs, maybe there'll be some leeway that way, as opposed to just. Uh, as opposed to going on a witch hunt for Johnny Manziel when, in fact, the worst things are happening. I want to go to the NFL, but real quickly before we go there, and we come back to college because I got something for Lane Kiffin. Kipp- uh, He's an idiot, but we, you know, we'll get to that down the road. Um, the, um, what, what we got, 30 seconds to close? No, no, no. What no. we got? 
I don't know. What you talking about, Alex? Talk to me. Go to the other. You just pointing to me. I don't know. This screen's been up forever. Oh, go to the one behind. Oh, okay. We're not going to Alex's point too about uh, should the players be paid or not. I mean, when you look at the guys in college, they're pretty much kept busy all the time. They don't have a chance to go and get jobs like everybody else does. So, you know, we look at that and say if we if we actually paid the players, would that take away? Um, all of this other nonsense. And that's what I was going to get to um, before we go to college, but I mean, before we go to the NFL. NFL. Yeah. Here's what the, um, the college guys, students need to do, student athletes need to do. They need to band together, 10 guys, top guys on every team say, we're, uh, we're going to do this, we're going to go out and sign. Not, we're not going to play. Don't be, don't be crazy. Don't be crazier what I'm about to tell you to do. Go to, um, you know, have an autograph sign and say, this is how we're going to feed ourselves. Ten guys on each team that makes a difference, that has a, a bowl game implications on a huge bowl game implications. Because there's $20 million. The big game, what, generates $23 million, if not more. Ten guys from each uh, BCS school, you know, go out and have an autograph signing. And see if you can spend that, suspend that and see who's going to watch football. But see, the, the mother of it all is that I would not want to take that chance. I would. I w- you would? I would. So you'd, you, you'd give up maybe your scholarship, your chance at the NFL, just to prove a point to the NCAA that will not, that will not, yeah. that will, that will not budge? Yeah. You will, well, yeah. well, you well, then, well, then I'll see you in street clothes next year. Well, yeah. And, I mean, cause, and, and that's what they do. And that's, that's the whole thing. It's handcuffing every player. In I, one way or another. Hindsight having twenty twenty, I will. Um, I didn't get drafted anyway. So what would be the difference? Well, you would. You got four years. Four years or three years. What, however I long. St- you... I still would have been at the school. I can sign autographs. I, I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't know I couldn't give. What, what's the difference to me? You knew out, that it was wrong. Well, that you were getting paid well, let me for ask, something. Let me ask you this: What's the difference to me setting up a table, signing autographs, or giving some kid? I'm walking to my class, signing an uh, autograph for somebody else. Because you're getting paid for one and not paid for the other. In I theory. am getting paid for that. That's going to be five dollars. I'm in college. That's this ten dollar autograph. You would do that well, why to, to it... another college student. Like I, I don't think college yeah. students think like this. If you're if you're Johnny Man's if you're Johnny Manziel, I'm thinking business. I don't know what you're thinking. That's why I'm bringing up the. I'm point. thinking football. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking playing football. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not thinking playing football. Not knowing what I know now. That's why what I'm. That's why I'm bringing it up now. You're into commerce. Yeah, not what I'm thinking. Not, what, what I know now and the business of the NCAA. I had to personally deal with the NCAA. Mm-hmm. So, what I know now, it's all business. They don't care about you. The NCAA, Nobody from where I came from, what I where, mm-hmm. the direction I dealt with them in, no one cares about you. We're not going to break. We're going to keep talking through this. Um, they don't care about you. It's all about the, we, and you made the point, the comment that you know NCAA pile, they put they pile up money, they take that piece of the pie, they suspend somebody, they get more money. It's all about them first before they start throwing out sanctions to everybody else. So as a yeah, I, I think ten guys uh, they don't notice yet because they probably petrified to your point, Alex, to do something like that. Well, and they don't have the hindsight. Yeah. You know, you have the hindsight to look back at it and make a decision. Johnny, 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 Menzel, Johnny Menzel family, he has lawyers. They, he a lot of those guys yeah. that come into the collegiate level, they don't have uh, lawyers right. in their family. They don't have family members who can get them top lawyers. Mm-hmm. He has top lawyers. Why do you think we're not, we're not – I think I, I really believe somewhere down the road that that's going to come back up, that he signed an autograph. Somebody – You bet it is. Everybody's Somebody's about the money. It's kind of like baseball. If you're not paying those guys enough – if you're not paying them to be quiet, even though you're taking something that's supposed to be out your system when they, they do test you, it's going to come back to get you. We're, it's extortion. We're talking about these kids like they're eight years old. It's just because their brain's not fully formed. What is it? Until you're 22? What do you mean about eight we're ta- years old? We're talking about them like they, they can't put sentences together. They some know of, what they're of, doing. They know, they know taking money is wrong. 
they don't think they're going to get caught because everybody tells them they're not going to get caught. This is ridiculous. This taking is somebody all the, outside. Taking all the onus off the people that are actually doing this, it's their fault, too. It doesn't matter if they're 18. They're adults at 18 for a reason. They're it, not adults at 18. You making them uh, adults. Uh, you, you, can, you, can, you can make them adults. You you're an you adult can. at 18. No, you're in, not. In the, great, no, you're in the not. great United States of America, you're an okay. adult at 18. But then let me explain this not part to you. Not emotionally and mentally, yeah. but by the United but States. You're talking uh, biological and psychologically. You, you, they're not adults. You, you telling me a kid at 18 can't go buy alcohol in the store, but he can go to war? That, when, when, he, when is he an adult? When it benefits somebody else. It doesn't benefit the kids. Yeah, I'm telling you in college that... If they got together and made money, that's what they're there for. You gonna suspend a kid? You making him adult when he goes to a big university? You forget that he's a kid, and then we punish them for the rest of their life for what he did a freshman year. We gonna punish him for the, when it's time for him to get drafted. You say, well, he did this his freshman year. Guys look for this all the time. He did this freshman year. I don't know if I would draft him the first year. The kid never got in trouble before college, and then he does something in college because he's hungry. You have you never been in a that atmosphere of uh student athletes these guys are looking to get money they are looking to get money they don't give us they don't give them enough in school well, when, you, when i can see b- billions of dollars being made and we're not getting anything now granted they should be getting the education they should be getting their degree it doesn't pan out to the billions of dollars when they leave college nobody has a job like that unless you specialize in something you're going to be a doctor you're a lawyer or you're doing something with your life but college only prepares you to work for somebody else so why don't we train these kids yeah. to make the rules the rules whenever you're in college? Whatever the rules are, you have to follow them and build some type I agree of with that. and build some type of a fund to take care of the college athletes you know what, so that they Deborah, can have food, so they can have the things that other students can go get a job and have. I talk to people about that all the time. Build a fund. Mm-hmm. Have a fund. Don't get in trouble. Then you don't lose this money when it's time for you to graduate. Right. It's not. It's, it's not here's free money. So this is. So this is something. This is something totally fair with all with all walks of athletes. So the mm-hmm. the women lacrosse yeah, player and the, and the quarterback of the football team at Alabama yeah. should get the same amount of money if she gets a scholarship to play lacrosse. Yes. 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 yes, yes so absolutely. all scholarship players. Absolutely. All because scholarship players. Because you're covering player. expenses for but, them. But the you're reason why they won't. Pay. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why they won't pay these. They don't know how to pay them. They want to pay these kids. They know this is a this is a farm league for another professional sport. They know it is. The reason why they can't pay him, how do you, what do you pay the starting quarterback who's probably politically in his position one way or another um, most of the time? Or what do you pay the third-string guy who makes these guys work at practice? They had guys on my team. I went to a basketball school who was 13, showed up at practice, and worked their butts off and never got on That's the field. That's so much money every year. Every division one, division two, division well, how three, whatever. Talk, how much money are you talking about? We don't. Know. I don't know. Three hundred, but two hundred bucks a week. Three hundred bucks extra a week per person per per university. You saying that's a lot of money? That's in, in, accumulated wise with all of the universities. Okay, what's, what's absolutely. The, what are you? That's I, millions I, I, and millions of dollars every. Year. I know it's a billion dollar industry, but not multi billion dollar industry. Okay, but it's not as much as the NFL. The NFL is a multi billion dollar industry. So so is the NCAA. Okay. What are so, you talking about? Billions are billions. If you can map out a scheme to where everybody, every player gets three hundred dollars a week. Okay. Um, for, I, I go. I go two hundred. Okay. And, so and, and then one fifty or hundred on off season. As so, long as you're doing, as long as you're on campus, you're doing maybe summer school or you're working out. Go ahead. I I just don't see it. I, I don't see so how... Without working I, the numbers the, conceptually, do you agree with it? Let me tell you this. Do uh, I agree with it? I mean, to a certain extent, yes. What I would agree with more is letting 
these athletes, just like other college students, get a job and make money on their own, not having to do with anything, sucking the teat of the NCAA any more than they already are. But Let them go get a job at Subway. Who? Make, what? The athletes. See, you're talking about an average, you're talking about an average student. You, no, talk, you think scholarships are free. That's what you think. You don't think these guys work for that scholarship they get. I'm I'm assuming that because I can never see it from where you're sitting. Right. I can never see it from sitting. And I, there's no way you can sit, see it from where I'm sitting. I had to go through all this stuff. You think this scholarship is free. You think play football on Saturdays and forget all the work. Let let everybody who doesn't play, the TVs, the TV money, the uh, NCAA money, the bowl game money, and all this while the university being a foundation. This is a foundation. They don't even have to show their books. This is a foundation when all this is being, all this money is being made, these kids shouldn't get any of it. I, now, the education, I, I, I go back to that. I agree with the education part. Go there to do, go to there to do what you're supposed to do. But when everybody see these kids, it's on Saturday. You don't see the work they're putting in. This scholarship is not free. I don't care what you think or any regular students come in here and call in here. This stuff is not free. And if they're doing it right, they're working with trainers not only during the season, off season. I mean, all year round. It trainers, turns into a business. People. I mean, they've got a lot of money going out to pay for their technical skills and their strength and conditioning. We look at we look at these high school kids, and we look at even literally, and we watch them getting coaches getting in fight. We watch this so personal. I watched two or three years ago. We t- we actually talked about it on the show how they was fighting. Oh, Betty, I'm sorry, betting on these little league kids in football. We talked about this. Um, it became a business. So those adults, first of all, they don't teach these guys a skill set. They teach them, go make this hit, and you get you get money for this. It's almost like bounties at uh, Little League, and I don't agree with that. I don't agree you make money that way. I agree well, just that. Just like you don't pay money for grades. You don't pay money for grades. Oh, mm. I, I think I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I think I stopped doing that with my kids. But I like, but you know, on the other side of Alex, I just can't see it from where you're sitting. And and I've seen, I've seen. I go back to the third string guy on my team, work his butt off, work his. Go back. Let's even go to Hollywood and look at Rudy, work his butt off. Work. This is a true story. I mean, this. I mean, you embellish it a lot to make the story interesting. And then at the end of the movie, you got a tear in your eye because I know I was one of those guys. It is a true story. This guy works his butt off. But he he gets on the field all emotional, and it was all worth it for four years of work. Just give me one play. Mm-hmm. Four years of work, give me one play. And that's all he wanted. It. That's all he wanted. Then he was coming off the field, and everybody said, stay on the field, stay on the field. The guy puts in so much work, it becomes that emotional. Yeah. See, I'm getting goosebumps and chills Yeah, but, but here's the thing. is, I mean, that's all well and good, but life, it, it's not fair. So the third-string quarterback, chances are he's not going to make it to the NFL. It's not fair. So he probably studies people. more than everybody else because he knows football's not going to be his passion. Fo- uh, football's not going to be his his career. Right. Yeah. There's a, it, a lot of guys like that. You know, so that, that, we're not talking that. about those people. We're talking about the people right in the middle. The people, the second string guys, the second, the second they, tier they guys. They don't know they're in the middle. They think they're going to be well. A they're waiting one for day. next man up unless right, Teron right, Matthew right. Patrick Peterson goes down. You know, so you have that, and and they did. And they did, and they came to Ron Matthew, next man up at LSU last year. And that's where the tough thing starts. That's where, that's where this whole, the whole crux of this is, because those guys will find ways. I mean, yes, this is going to be a conversation until the end of time. Right. I mean, until, until something happens, I'm never going to see your point. You're never going to see mine, and that's just how it is, and, but because we, you lived it. Do, do we agree that they should get paid? Somehow they should get paid. If Alex, Alex, yes, if somebody yes, was yes, making no, money no, off yes. Alex, if somebody was making money, Alex, if I'm making money off you, yeah, don't you think you should get a piece of that? Yes. Okay, then you crazy. Then what's the difference between the two? 
It shouldn't. It, Alex, you come up here, you do your research. Deborah, you guys do your research. You come on the show. You, you bring in something. You, you, somebody might have heard what we're talking about before from a, in a different way. We're saying it in a whole different way. They like out. They let me listen to that show. They, we, they I like their energy. I like I how they go about. It. We make we getting sponsors. We making some money. Kwamlas Sports Talk. Don't you think you should get paid for that because you're part of Kwamlas Sports Talk? Yes. However, this dude is crazy. Go ahead. Well, the thing. Well, the thing. My reservation is the NCA already has everybody by the hair. Right. Okay. We all agree so, on that. Right. So there's got to be a way that. It won't come from, and there isn't one, that it won't come from the NCAA directly for them to make money unless they can get autographs on their own when it's only the top 5% of people in college football will actually make money off autographs because there's only the top 5, the top upper echelon of the of well, the stars are the ones that are going to get money. If you, the, from, you, like the, the third string uh, tight end isn't going to get it. Uh, he's not going to get a penny for his autograph or his jersey or anything like that. Well, I it, think it depends. If you go to Ohio State or you go to a big school, yeah, you go, but, you go to Alabama. Yeah, but Duke is the street. same way. Duke's the NCAA, so Duke, it, Duke. It, it, the uh, Division One. So it's it, it's got to be a level playing field for everybody, or nobody can get paid that way. <laughs> you talking about Ivy League, and you talking about Redwood College? Uh, they um, Duke, the third string guy at Ohio State, the third string guy at um, let's say Alabama. When he graduates from when he graduates from those universities, uh, there's going to be a boosters. There's going to be an alumni and say, hey, you went to Ohio State? Yeah, I played at Ohio State. I went there. I didn't, I didn't get a field, but yeah, worked my butt off. They know he went to Ohio State. Um, let me let me introduce you to somebody. Right. You're not working? He has a job next week. Garen Run T, he has a job next week. And I, I think that's what you're supposed to do. He may not get his he may not get his autographs while he's playing, but when you go to a certain place, establishment, that's why you go to certain yeah, bars and stuff. You, you go to certain bars so you know you'll get free drinks. Yeah. Am I lying? You would list about ten. That's the only you ten you go to. Or golf. You have a Rolodex and a free Rolodex. I go to certain golf courses because I know I can play for free to cheap. That's why I'm going to. That's why I got boosters. These my boosters. <laughs> <laughs> NFL. Alex did. Look, look. I said 15 minutes ago. 888-346-9144. I said 15 minutes ago. The oh, so good. <laughs> Let's start in the AFC. You were ready for that, were you? Shut up. <laughs> where, where's Francis? Call Francis. Call in. Yeah. Um, Hello. Francis got some insight about some things, and I think he's a little smarter than you, Alex. Well, I hope so. He's got about seventy-five years on me. It means nothing. Um, my kid's smarter than me. I got about twenty-something uh, years on. Why well, you got to do math? Hey, let's start. <laughs> in, let's start in the uh, AFC West. AFC West. Don't. What's wrong with the AFC West? I, it's not the strongest conference, but you know. We, <laughs> why you don't want to talk about no, the Chargers? Char- yeah. <laughs> we don't want to talk about the Chargers. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about the Chargers. Okay, fine. I'm talking okay, about the right. Denver Broncos. All right. All right. Uh, and also, mm-hmm. you guys get, get in your mind what, you know, your, your best, uh, we'll feel, what word I'm looking for, your most disappointment uh, in the NFL, first week of the NFL, and your least, uh, your favorite part of the NFL. Because mine right now, I tell you, so y'all think it's yours. Mine's is Pittsburgh Steelers. But let me go into the AFC West. Yeah. Let's go to the AFC West. Denver Broncos comes out. Now, this game should have been played in Baltimore. The defending Super Bowl champions, because of some other things, of uh, baseball games that was already set, parking, parking nonsense. Stupid. There's no way I play this game on the road. Yeah. NFC, Super Bowl champions. Uh, there's no way I play this game on the road against the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning. This team who was talked about all year long, the Denver Broncos, of being in that Super Bowl. So now i got to take my Super Bowl team. 
Jeff Flacco doing what he's, you know, Super Bowl MVP. What's he Super Bowl? No. What's he Super Bowl yeah, MVP? I think okay. Going, going on a road. You don't get $100 million if you weren't Super Bowl MVP. Yes, you do. Depends yeah. on who you are. Um, I don't take this game to Denver. And what Peyton Manning did shredded these guys apart. It looked like the Baltimore Ravens never tackled in their life before. Now, you're missing Ray Lewis. You're missing um, the um, Ed Reed. Ed Reed. Mm-hmm. You're missing a, a handful of guys, but you, the inspirational part of what the Baltimore Ravens and who, who we know they to be, to be defensively, it wasn't there. There were playmakers wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> I feel like with Elmas Doomerville there, they would have a little bit more of a heads up of what the defense was doing. Yeah, but uh, the thing that really stuck out to me, yes, Peyton Manning ripped them apart. He did uh, with Wes Welker. You you knew what he was going to be. I think Eric Decker is going to be the odd man out. Uh, Julius Thomas's two touchdown catches. Uh, I think they were both up the seam. He looks like a new. He looks like an Antonio Gates. He's a basketball player from mm-hmm. Portland State. He could be the X factor if he can perform every week. If he gets seven, six or seven targets a week and catches a touchdown, gets eight touchdown passes and catches for you know seven, seven or eight hundred yards, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, because that offense will be unstoppable. What I didn't understand about Baltimore was that Ray Rice and Bernard Scott pretty much, or Bernard Pierce pretty much uh, split carries and yeah. split touches. And I don't. Under, Ray Rice is still besides Arian Foster, I would say maybe Jamal Charles. He's still most dyna- he's the most dynamic back in the NFL. Well, and LaShawn McCoy after what he did last yeah. night, but. Well, LaShawn McCoy has been doing that, but this new offense going to have this guy in a fantasy. You got him in, you got him in a fantasy? He's gonna <laughs> yeah, be, he won he's my gonna, league yesterday. He's probably going to generate the most points in fantasy with this offense. He carried the ball 30 times. It yeah. doesn't matter. But, but Ray but, Rice, I, you go away from him. I mean, I don't, I don't I, understand. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know what – I didn't see the identity the Baltimore Ravens had offensively. I know um, Anquan was gone. He's, he's the inspirational part on that offense. I know he's gone. But Ray Rice is still there. You run the football before you do anything. You're not the Houston Oilers when Warren Moon was quarterback and you got four dynamic receivers. You run the football to open up the pass. And, and I just didn't see the identity of the Baltimore Ravens anymore. I know we miss Ray Lewis. We miss Ed Reed. But, uh, but get Antoine. over it move on. Get over it and move on. That spark and the – I mean, in the, yeah, in the, grand, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis didn't do much last year. Are you crazy? I mean, inspirationally they did. But Ray Lewis is a far cry from what he used to be when they won the Super Bowl in 2001. Let me tell you how they won, how their defense got better. With uh, ter- uh, Suggs, yep. Ray Lewis. These guys were injured last year. You remember they were injured and they, they should have been out the, re- the whole entire year? Deer antler extract, yes. How, how, do they, <laughs> Deer antler. <laughs> how do they come back from injuries like that? They come back from injuries like that and play. So that helps out a defense. That tells the guys around them you can't be hurt. Now I'm, yeah, I, that will, that yeah, drive, get right, over it, But that's inspirational. On. That oh, being on the field, coming back and being on the field. That's football. That's, that's any sport. Not just football. That's any sport. That's tennis. That's anything. I need whatever gets me over the top. Whatever gets us over the top as a team. Get you past the pain. Get you past this guy, the grind. Pectoral muscles torn. He shouldn't have been playing. And we watch him come back. And we just waiting for him to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Everybody stopped playing around him. Uh, Terrell Suggs in a basketball game out here in Arizona <laughs> tears his ankle up allegedly in a basketball game. Tears his ankle up. Achilles up. Achilles. Right. That's nine months. That's nine to twelve months. Yeah, he comes back and play. Ed Reed, just having him back there. I played with Larry Sanders. Larry Sanders might not make a play on that offense all game, but you had to watch out for him. And when he got in the huddle, he made those other ten guys play. Right, and even again, the quarterback. And again, what I said, it was an inspirational loss. I think because but you said so, they didn't do. You said they didn't do much. They were all on the field, and that's all that mattered. They didn't have to do anything. Ray Lewis, they didn't have to do anything all plays. year because I understand that, but they're not what they used to be. 
Ed Reed played more games than he has in recent history, but I think the biggest loss is Anquan Bolden. I'm going to tell you why. Officially, yeah, I think well, so. Well, I think as a team, Ray, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed take the, you know, they, they did a lot for this organization when they were here. Anquan Bolden with, in week one, more total passing yards and more total passing touchdowns in week one in NFL history. So it's an offensive passing league. If you don't have the one of the most still most dynamic receivers in the NFL on your team, you let them go for pennies on the dollar. You're gonna you're gonna suffer more there than you do with you brought Dumerville in, and they always breed defenses there, so they'll be fine defensively. They don't have anybody on offense to throw the ball to. I'd rather breed. Uh, they they have some guys over there, but they have Torrey Paul, Smith and, and Jacoby Paul. Jacoby Jones. You don't like them? No, I do. But Torrey Smith is a deep ball threat. Mm-hmm. They need some guy. They, they need they a guy some guy across, across the, middle. the middle. Physical yeah. guy across the middle. Uh, and they can find that guy. Anquan, I don't get rid of him over some pennies. I keep him on my team. But look what he did in the San Fran game, in yeah. the Green Bay game. Yeah, 17 targets, 13 catches. 208-something yards. Yep. Right. And uh, the Denver Broncos, their offensive coordinator is now the head coach for the <laughs> – this, this was a good game. He's the head coach now for the San Diego. And it's the same guy who had a comeback when he was in Denver with 28 points. 28 points. Now San Diego Chargers loses the game. He's the head coach for the San Diego Chargers now. It's 24 – what's the score? 24-8? 28-7. In the third and, quarter. And they lose the game. Yeah. Where, where's the management in that? This is the same guy. I, I just saw once Philip Rivers started complaining about the little things, I felt like he was out of his rhythm as quarterback. And then the guys follow the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. When you start For some reason or another. When you don't have a run game and you're ahead 28-7, there's going to be an issue. This is the same guy they got rid of LaDainian Thomas for. Yeah. Matthews. Yeah. This yeah. guy has been hurt every year he's been in the league. And every year they say, well, maybe this is the year he stay healthy and he contributes on offense. He, he's not the guy. You're going to have to find another receiver, another yeah. running back. He's and, not the guy. And, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no they, I'm going to finish up with the San Diego Chargers found a way to lose another game. They lost the game at home against the Houston Texans. Houston Texans is good. Matt Schaub came in, did what he's supposed to do. Arian Foster and Tate, that's a running game by committed. It kind of reminds me of uh, when the Carolina Panthers has D'Angelo um, – what is it, Williams? Yeah, and um, Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, that's a runner. You got to have two running backs. If you have a couple more losses like this this year, they're they're moving to L.A. San Diego is going to be done with the football franchise. It's Why too much it? of a lackadaisical city. You know, you're too. You know, it's everybody's excited that you're winning. You know, wait till the end of the game. They will be in L.A. where there'll be more pressure on them to win. And I think it's going to be a very different environment. And I think that they will flourish better in L.A. than they would in San Diego. Why would L.A. want them? Because they're a sexy team, they have great colors. They have a great. They, they need to build. They do. That powder blue is the best. The best jersey in the NFL. Oh, I thought you were talking about the people. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, but that's true. See that, that it's missile. The, it's, can you help me out here, please? It's a blend. You know, it's it's good. But yeah, good I think LA would be fantastic for them. I do, and I never thought that before see, that LA, game last night. See, when when the Raiders go back and forth to LA to Oakland, I think it's fantastic for fantastic for whatever city they're not in. <laughs> <laughs> but don't the, don't the Raiders look like a um, LA team? Yeah, gritty, grinding. Yeah, yeah, that's LA. I don't see that lackadaisical effort uh, or that sunshine that San Diego has going to LA. It's San Diego. It's just it's the the easy Surf's breezy up, San Diego. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go. Well, we out of that. The Raiders. Terrell Pryor did a good job. Good for um, him. He found you know first start really first real start. Um, he did he did well. He kept his team in and they played played outstanding. It's, it's hope for this team now. The Raiders. It looks like 
with Terrell Pryor at the ham. Unfortunately for Matt Flynn, he keep getting beat, beat out by these rookie guys, the guys all are- these rookies. And he all he does is make money and never gets on the field. Yeah. He makes money, never gets on the field, so he's getting beat it's out like by Matt these guys. Castle. Where, where, where does he? Yeah, he is. Where he does he go? Tweeting. He doesn't yeah. go anywhere. Terrell Power will get hurt, I'm sure, uh, at some point. A oh little, a little goodness. nagging injury. You got to have he two will, quarterbacks. Yes, and and yeah, you do. And when Colin Ka- if Colin Kaepernick goes down, San Francisco is going to be wishing they had a quarterback too. Who? The, well, they picked up. Um, they picked up the uh, the little guy was in Cleveland. Seneca. Uh, Seneca Wallace. But what's interesting about Kaepernick is the fact that he's not going through a sophomore slump. I mean, he did. A, he had a really good it's, game, it's, and then you got Clay Matthews going after him. I mean, it was a interesting game to uh, I like to Clay watch. Matthews. It's it's one game against a against a not so great secondary who lost their best cornerback. Uh, it's not their fault that the secondary is not good. You put the best people on your team on the field. You got you let, just let Charles Woodson walk away. Yeah, yeah. You, you do that. I don't know why. It's kind of like the inspirational Ray Lewis and uh, Ed Reed. You don't let those guys go who can get those younger guys around you to play more, play better. So I, I, I don't I don't agree with that, but I think the I think building wise the Oakland Raiders will be okay. They'll be okay. What was the most and it's the first week of the NFL season, so a lot of um a lot of us who like football, a lot of us who don't like football or just fans of a of a team this is the week that we say my team is going to the Super Bowl or my team sucks. Yeah, exactly. The first week of the yeah. season. And Kiss but you, goodbye yeah. or hallelujah, we're going all the way. Nobody sees injuries throughout the week or right. throughout the year. Uh, they don't know. You look at the Denver Broncos and say that's the Super Bowl team, and it is. But Unless. Yeah, unless these injuries take place. And, again, Peyton Manning is a great regular season quarterback. Always have been. He always has been. So who knows what's going to happen. I mean, he had, he had Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne and Dallas Clark in Indianapolis. Didn't have a running game, but – but the same thing as Denver because it doesn't look like much. I think they're leading rusher at like twelve yards rushing. What happened to Decker? He he dropped every ball he threw. Yeah, to. yeah, he got five targets. I mean, he's 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 five the, big targets though. Yeah. When Peyton Man throw you the ball, it's a huge throw. It's, it's, it should be a huge play. Oh, it, it sets up for you to have a lot a lot of yak yards, and that's mm-hmm. where Peyton Manning didn't really throw down the field that much. It was a lot of quick stuff. Uh, Screens, yeah. And well, Thomas broke that one, changing yeah. up his plays and that type of thing yeah. again as well. Which last season we saw him towards the end of the season really getting to back to being Peyton Manning, and then this season he's starting out being who he's always been in the past. Right, that he's over the injury and he's, he's picking doing what up he does. Where he left off, and I'm a huge Peyton Man fan just because cerebral. He this guy. Oh, he's a thinker. He's thinking. Yeah, he's a quick thinks. thinker. Yeah, and he, then we got the guy who dropped the ball yeah. going across the the goal line. You know, yeah. before he crossed the, the goal line. I mean, that was. He has stupid. three, two or three plays to check off to, and and he does it in ten seconds. And they're all to Wes Walker, <laughs> somehow, <laughs> which is good. What's going on with the Patriots? The Patriots have a short week. They um, Buffalo took them to the wire. Buffalo starting quarterback, uh, surprisingly, first pick from the uh, University of Florida or Florida, Florida State, State. Florida State. I say yeah. University of Florida. Florida State um, played well. Played looked composed in the pocket. Uh, made some big throws. Kept those guys in the game. Got rid of Fitzpatrick for a reason. They got rid of that guy for a reason. But when they, when they talk about Fitzpatrick, real quickly, all I t- heard about him was he went to Harvard. That's it. Yeah, he was the first first player ever coming out of Harvard. He just got a big contract, and now he's out somewhere. Now he's got a big-ass beard, too. Yeah. Well, he's like a mountain man. He's out there. But the Buffalo Bills, you know, it, it was a good game. They, a game they could have won, should have won at home. Patriots found a way to win. You give Tom Brady that much time, he finds a way to put yourself in field position. Yeah, and he has Danny Amendola now. He's not going to lose anything with Wes Walker. He's got a younger Wes Walker now. 
with mm. Danny Amendola. That that's not as that's, that's more injury prone. What? Yeah. But and he's not as sure handed, but he's close. And when well, they, he, that's he caught something. like seven passes on the last drive to get him to the field to get him to kick the field goal. He made some big catches too. Yeah. Oh, but but he target. I'm targeting this guy. He better that's catch it. those balls. Yeah. He better catch him. Everybody knows he's getting him because he was there to replace uh, Wes Welker. And they lost Shane Vereen for a few weeks because he has a broken broken bone in his hand. So that'll be if Stephen really um, can carry the weight. He fumbled the ball twice last week, so or two days ago. So one of the teams, uh, quickly, one of the teams I do want to follow this year is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I, w- I want to see the excitement of of what they do now. This offense they're running it is pros and cons to it. If you win in the game, if you're holding on, you're trying to hold on to a lead, what do you what do you do? You you don't run you slow down and get out of rhythm or you keep it going and give a chance give a Tom Brady or Peyton Manning time to catch up. Yeah, there's not quarterbacks like that in college football. They would just go up sixty two nothing and but keep every, going. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> because you know back in the day they used to put up a lot of points because it had implications on where they rank you next week. And I, I thought that was crazy because teams would run up on scores, other coaches would get upset. They have you could just run the ball. Get thirty points, but they keep passing the ball. Steve Spurrier, yeah, and get sixty-two points. But how many times do we see get down to the fourth quarter, <laughs> Cardinals? Yeah, uh, when yeah. you've got you know a nice lead, and then all of a sudden the other team comes in and just wipes you clean. Yeah, I, I would like to. I like to see the um, how Philadelphia, how they uh, chip, they manage this team mm-hmm. offensively when they have a lead. Hey, that was a good game to watch. I think um, um, they came out, they played fast. They have so many weapons in this offense, and people are so surprised that this offense can put up points like that. I think they can do that every week. Yeah. Staying healthy. Got to stay healthy. But mm. it goes back to if I got a lead, how do I get out of That's a rhythm offense. 53 plays in the first half. Yeah. That's a lot of football yeah. plays. Yeah. That is a lot of football yeah. plays. That's more plays when I played than our offense would run during yeah. a, a whole game. And Shady had 18 carries in the first in yeah. the first half. Yeah, Shady McCoy and is going to get uh, fantasy wise. He's going to get you guys Ooh. a lot of points. <laughs> then we got Sue, who's back to his old tricks. You know what? I wanted to say something about that. He's an idiot. Yeah, he is an idiot. That is crazy. Yeah. Why I mean, would he, why would he do something like that? Dominic Sue, Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions coming in here this weekend for the Arizona Cardinals game. What? Somebody's well, there was not no talking reason to him. for it. There was absolutely no reason for it. I mean, the guy was ten yards or more downfield. He was saying. not going to catch the guy no matter what. Um, I mean, he's lost all credibility. Considering was it was at 2012, he did the Goring kick. You know, 2011, he was the stomping thing. Yeah. Now we're into 2013. Let's see what we can get on the books for this year. <laughs> but you'd rather have him on your team than on somebody else. I, I don't want. Team. I wouldn't want. I would have keep him. him. The, I wouldn't want him on the team. See, you. You see. You choose. You pick and choose where you want to be illegal, NCAA or Dominic. You don't want that guy on your team. He costs you. He's like Ron Artest. You know, whatever. You take him for as he is. You drafted him. You knew knew what he was like when you drafted him. Ron, no, he wasn't like that in in Nebraska. He was throwing people down. He was just bigger than everybody, so he got away with it. He was throwing some college kids down. These are grown men. Yeah, I know. These are grown men. You don't want. So you want that guy on your team? Yeah, and it's different between throwing somebody down and taking their knees out. Schwartz will not gonna have a job because you want that guy on your team. Well, Schwartz won't have a job because they don't win football games. It doesn't have really directly anything to do with him. And I'm not gonna have. They almost lost that game. Yeah, that, that was they should have. That was points on the board yeah. that got taken off because of idiotic play. The guy was ten yards down the field going into the end zone. Right. Why did you? And then why do you go at somebody's legs from the side or from the back? Well, see, and that's interesting because now there's a lot of reports coming out that you can't go high, so you oh, have I to know. go low. That's... I mean, it's like it's thighs. 
it's it's an inch above the knee to okay. below the hip. I'm not talking. That's about where, where you got to go. I'm, okay, I'm so, not talking about where he hit him. I'm talking about why did he have to hit him in that play? No, I don't, you know what? He's yeah. an idiot. Yeah, well, that's fair. He's I'm an not. Idiot. I'm not discounting. So you that. want idiots on your team? No, I, but somebody that's as big as him, yeah. that has the, I mean, the pedigree, I guess, is kind of waning at this point, but I would rather have him on my team than not, yes. Well, well, you want the it's, like, it's like having James Harrison on your team. It's like having these guys. You want them on your team. You don't want to face them. But I you guess want a disciplined aggression. Yeah. You want to have an intelligent I'm not aggression. Taking away, I'm not taking away from who you are as far as your aggression, but I guess we surround ourselves, Alex, with people we want to be like idiots. Oh. <laughs> I'm not calling you an idiot. I'm just saying in general. What are you talking like, about, Deborah, like that? <laughs> what? You know what? She's right here. Alex, you know, there's no <laughs> nice way. Try, I, nice I, try, I, like the, I like Dominic Sue. I'll take you out in the parking lot and verbally I, put you down in a heartbeat. I've heard that <laughs> 65 times. Yeah, you've years. never gone out there. <laughs> I like Dominic Sue as a football, as what he could bring to the table. But he's been in the league four years now? Three years? Three, four years? Four years, I think. At least, yeah. Come on, you can't make those, you can't keep doing the same thing you did your first year. At what point do you learn? What? Where's the veterans on that team? Where are the veterans on that team? Find them. Exactly. You can't. You can't make that mistake. We got a. Um, we got a down and dirty. Oh sure. Okay. We got a. So this is my big confession today with down and dirty with Debra is, um, you know, in down and dirty and even in my uh, book averages and addiction I talk about you know to really excel in sports and business and life you've got to make bold decisions and you've got to take ballsy action and I confess you know maybe maybe I've been wrong about that you know there's. A solution that seems to have come out of the Canadian Soccer Association that, you know, would solve everything regarding concussions and dirty plays and poor calls by refs and injuries and those type of things. And it has to do with no longer taking that ballsy action because what they've done is they've actually cut the balls right out of soccer. And I mean literally <laughs> cut the balls out of soccer. The Canadian Soccer Association has eliminated the concept not only of keeping score, but they've also got taken that idea one, one step further where they've removed the ball from youth soccer games and practices. So <laughs> you gotta, you got to think about this a little bit. They've removed the ball, so it's absolutely impossible to know which team is going to win and which team is lost and which child is better and which child's not as good as the other one. So their thoughts are they want their children growing up. Now get this, learning that sports is not competition. Now, i got a real problem <laughs> with that. <laughs> I mean, the very concept of sports being not competition, their idea is when you play the sport without the ball is that now the kids are using a lot more of their imagination. So I'm cool with the idea of using your imagination, but don't call it a sport because a sport, I don't care what you're playing, is competitive. And when you have competition, you've got score. When you've got score, you've got win-loss because the reality is Life is a game. Life is sports in the business world or on the field or on the court or wherever where else you're playing it. And if you don't have the, I, you know, the grit, the determination, the confidence, the courage, and the discipline to make those bold decisions and take those ballsy actions, you're never going to get any place. You're going to be in that average area like we talked about a minute ago. You're going to be in that middle area. And if you're not at the top, and you're in the middle, the possibility of you being eliminated becomes that much greater because nobody really gives a shit about average. So 
even though I thought maybe I might have to change my mind about bold decisions and ballsy actions, I don't think so because I'm pretty much um, like the idea of being ambitious and uh, going for what you believe is right, um, no matter whether it's in business or in sports. And uh, I really believe that uh, you got to have some balls to do it. I think the balls. <laughs> I think I, I don't agree with that either. I don't. I don't see. You know, taking the ball. I, who plan was that? It sounds like some mothers who didn't want to get exactly. their kids hurt. They didn't want to get their kids hurt. Who've never left the house and don't understand business right. or the the reality of sports and you know what's important about it. But, for, but not just football, but all sports. I think it gives you a teach you how to get in altercations and figure them out. Uh, situation adverse situations. It teaches you how to compete more, how to outthink your opponent, Absolutely. which is life. It teaches you, um, you know, how, just how to protect yourself. Or what, what am I going to do in this situation right here? It's situational things it's, that you're going to have to carry right. on. There's a lot of strategic thinking. There is a lot of imagination in sports because you have to visualize what's going to happen next before it happens. I mean, it's sports in and of itself in competition, again, in business or in sports, is just, it's a necessity to get ahead. Can you think of the Olympics if you take away all the balls out of the Olympics? Right. Take the clocks away? Water polo. You know? How you play water polo? How do you score? <laughs> exactly. How do you score? Well, here's the thing. And now, again, keep in mind, this is a Canadian association. Next year, they're going to bring this into hockey. They're going to start playing hockey. Now, Canadian hockey without the puck. That's when we get... <laughs> What the puck they doing there? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm just. Isn't I, that where we get all our, our great hockey players from uh, Canada? In the past, it sounds past. like we won't be in the future. No, they'll be figure skaters. Figure, <laughs> <laughs> great figure skaters. That that is a uh, that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. I don't, I don't know. Sad, I don't, but interesting. Yeah, I think the uh, sports wise, it it can it's part of your life. Um, everybody plays it's sports. An important part of our life. Everybody Shoot. plays sports. I don't care who you end up being or who you are. Then you, everybody plays some sports. Intramural sports is uh, on college campuses are very competitive. Absolutely, very competitive. So I I, I wouldn't agree with that. But that sounds like some mothers who are just trying to protect their. <laughs> Can you imagine coaching? Well, in Canada, coach Canada, they still bow down to the queen. That's a um, yeah. that's Queen of England's uh, province, isn't it? Still. Yeah. Um, all right, down and dirty with Deborah. Uh, Yourclearedge dot com. Deborah at your Deborah Debris something something something. Yeah, four eight zero two one two nineteen zero nine. Just call me; it'll be easier. <laughs> Real quickly, let's get into you know. It was a, it was a lot of football played, and I, let's talk about the teams: Colts, Texas, Titans. Mm. Titans beat up on Pittsburgh. We might have forgot that the Titans always had a pretty good defense. Um, they've always played defense uh, well. But with Pittsburgh losing at home, another team losing at home, at what point is Mike Tomlin on the hot seat? He just got his two-year extension, I believe. And I'm a Mike Tomlin fan. Everybody knows that. But the business of football, NFL, and especially coaching, is winning and losing, unfortunately. is winning and Absolutely. losing. Because you don't have to groom these boys to men. These are already men now. These are men. So I don't know. This is the first week of season. So that's kind of crazy talk putting a coach on the hot seat on the first week of the season. But it also is kind of like telling an 18-year-old you're no longer a kid because you go to a big-time university. Now you're talking about uh, Mike Tomlin with this big-time uh, business in the Pittsburgh Steelers is. So, you know, it's about winning and losing at some some teams, some organizations. So, I think it's interesting also, I'm changing the subject slightly, is comparing uh, Peyton Manning to Eli Manning this week. Because Eli had a few problems with uh, people at the other side catching the ball. Right. You know, this This is what I don't like about this. Uh, 
this is this is what they call it. Is it Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football? I don't know. Next week. Thursday night or Thursday, okay. No, no, no. The Patriots, <laughs> Patriots just Thursday. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. And Sunday night is yeah. San Francisco and Seattle. So Peyton I don't know what But they Peyton. call it the, the Manning Bowl. Right. This is, that is crazy. Well, it was the Harbaugh Bowl. Harbaugh Bowl. And that was crazy, too. That was a real Harbaugh. That yeah. was a real bowl, though. That was crazy. But, um, you know, it's, it's other guys on that team. Right. Eli is not Peyton. Peyton is not Eli. Peyton is very much uh, more of a thinker. Eli has two Super Bowls. But if you look at those games and how he got two Super Bowls, we would think, like, is Eli really? Now, you got Victor Cruz, who's playing outstanding, first game. Make a bowl um, prediction, everyone. First week of the season, Super Bowl. I know, Alex, you're doing fantasy, right? So yeah. who's your fantasy Super Bowl team? Because fantasy, is, well, and I will oh. say about Pittsburgh, everybody in that division lost. So, yeah, they, yeah. so, they, haven't, so they haven't had a uh, – It wasn't um, – So, I mean, it's a wash. Yeah, because it don't count. Bengals lost, uh, who uh, Ravens lost, and Cleveland, Cleveland lost. lost. So, you know, most times when you win a game like that, if you're one of, one of those teams that win, it counts as two wins. So you can jump on, on, on your conference. So Super Bowl-wise – this is the first week of the season, and we're talking crazy, yeah. but go ahead. I mean, I would love to see – I mean, I'll pick Peyton. I mean, that's that's easy to pick right now. So I'll pick uh, Denver, and, I mean, I saw something – I saw a twinkle in the eye from the Giants. If they sign Will, if they sign Willis McGahee like they're supposed to do, then – Willis McGahee? Yeah. If they sign Willis McGahee like they're supposed to, like they should, then I think the Giants and Denver in the Super Bowl. The Giants in Denver? Yeah. The Giants in New York Denver. Giants. Oh, my. You want to see the Manning Bowl? That will be no, interesting. No, no, I, no I don't, it's not because I want to see it. I oh. think the New York Giants are the most. I, I love watching them. Green Bay is going to lose. San Francisco won't get to the Super Bowl again because Kaepernick's not going to throw 400 yards every week, and their defense is, is great, but their, their run game, Frank Gore has got to break down at some point. You know me and Deborah want to get our picks in, too. Yeah, okay. Okay, sorry. thank you. I didn't know how much time we had. <laughs> we I don't I know. I have been saying hello, question marks, everything. I don't I don't know what time we got. Nine fifty six. The same screen for the last We got thirty hour. seconds. Oh a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. A minute's good. Philadelphia Eagles. It would be interesting. can I finish Alex before you make all these uh, I didn't say anything. before you make all these do it faces? Um <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. The high power offense. But my team would be San Fran. I'm still giving the Cardinals a year to build. So San Fran and um, Denver. San Fran and Denver. It's original. I mean, I look at I look at what they do offensively. I'm looking at what they're doing offensively, and I, I, you know, I throw it in. San Fran. Kaepernick hasn't. Deborah mentioned it. He hasn't having a slump. But this is the first game. Are we talking it's the first crazy? Game. Yeah. This is gonna change we don't next know week. How many injuries are gonna yeah, occur? This is gonna what change. the mix is gonna yeah. be? Look at the running game. This is. We. I mean, I'm talking crazy right now. I'm, I'm on okay. your level. I'm talking. I'm yeah, on your level. That's what I'm Alex. talking about. So Deborah. I don't talk crazy. So you don't have a team. You no, I think. I think Denver is gonna be in it. I definitely think that they'll be in it. Um, I'm curious about what's gonna happen with the Cowboys. Tony Romo is tough. I think they're going to be. In it, I don't think they're going to be anywhere close to winning it. Tony Romo's a crook. Um, well, that but it's too. not, it's not yeah, his he's fault. He's taking too much money for what he's yeah, capable it, of it's doing. It's not I his fault for they want to pay him. Oh, yeah, tell Albert Hainsworth uh, that. Yeah, Albert Hainsworth, I know. We're going to finish up the show. We are actually not going to finish up. We are finished with the show. Kwame Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris. See you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.